Okay, good luck. Good luck. Uh, I want to share with you tonight the story of the Baal Shem Dov Siddur. Good luck. Good luck. Sorry about that, one second. Hold on. Okay, sorry about that. Let's go. <clears throat> so, the Vashant of Siddur, as customary Matzah Shabbos to say stories of Tzadikim, and especially stories of the Vashant and it's a special uh, blessing to have uh, all good things. So, um, there, there it was a recent... Um, Publicity of the Siddur of Baal Shem Tev, the Siddur was put on the on the uh, library site of Chabad. Um, Rabbi Bar Levin, the uh, curator of the library, put the Siddur up together with hundreds and thousands of other documents that were previously never uh, no one was privy to before. And uh, it's really um, really amazing because. Um, when we think about the Baal Shem Tev, you know, we think about, you know, legendary stories from a long time ago, and to actually have, to actually see the um, writing of the Baal Shem Tev and the sin of Baal Shem Tev and to learn about where it comes from, what it's about, is really uh, something phenomenal. So, just uh, before we get into this, this sitter specifically, I just want to share that the uh, previous Rebbe, um, various occasions was given various gifts that were said to have belonged to the um, Baal Shem Tev. and he was able with his with his divine inspiration to classify which was authentically from Baal Shem Tev and which which wasn't. Um, the uh, this siddur has at least three different versions of uh, how it arrived, how, who inherited the Siddur and how it arrived in the hands of the previous Rebbe and our Rebbe. Uh, but it seems that the correct version is as follows. There is one other version that Rebbe Tzvi, Rebbe son, bequeathed the Siddur to his son, Rebbe Yisrael, who gave the Siddur to the Mordechai of Chernobyl, the Mordechai of Chernobyl. But um, there's actually a a uh, a Maise Bezden. There's actually a court document from a Jewish court that awards the Siddur to the Degel Machna Ephraim. Degel Machna Ephraim was a grandson of the Baal Shem Tev. Shem's daughter name was Rebbezin Adl. And Adl had a son named Befraim, who was a, the author of the famous Sefer Degel Machna Ephraim. So he... Uh, apparently inherited the Siddur and uh, the um, court document awards the Siddur 
together with his Rashi Tfilin, the Tfilin that belonged to Degdagamach Nefrayim, and it seems that this is the, um, uh, it's, it's, because they're, they're put together, it seems that this fits very well with what the previous Rebbe writes, how he found, he saw these Tfilin and the Siddur together. The, um, there was a chassid of the Skvera Rebbe, his name was Rabbi Yitzhak Lipson, and apparently he received as an adunya, in those days it was common when someone got married, that the family of the bride would give a gift to the groom. So he received as a gift from his wife, apparently, this, uh, this siddur from Al-Shamtiv, and he was a chassid of the Skvera Rebbe. And the previous Rebbe visited his home and saw the Siddur there. The previous Rebbe writes in detail the experience of seeing the Siddur of the Shemtiv, and he describes how he saw the Siddur on various occasions in his life and, and what happened in each occasion. You could see it wasn't just like... You could see the reference the previous Rebbe has for the, the Siddur of the Shemtiv, because he says, like, I saw it in this exact date. And this is what I did at this exact time. This is where I saw it. And this is how I saw it. As if like he met the Baal Shem. That's how he describes it. Um, the, um, this chassid of Baal Shem, this, this square of chassid, Yitzhak Lipson, the previous episode writes that there was a fire. And the fire caused his whole house to burn down. And everything in the house, the previous episode, I can testify, says the previous Sheba, I saw this happen. I saw that the whole house burned down, except for the room where the siddur was. And not only was the siddur, not, not only was the room not burned, but even the, the roof, the, the ceiling of the room, nothing was scorched at all. Miraculously, the entire house where the siddur was, was all burned down, but the room where the siddur was, miraculously, somehow did not burn. And the previous Rebbe writes, he says, I could say this, I saw this, this is the place of the siddur of Al-Shamtev. The Rebbe Rashab got a this Siddur as a loan, not as a gift, in the year Tafri Shamachvav in uh, 1906, in the uh, in, on, in Tevis, he got it as and to be lo- as a, on loan for a month, and when he got it on loan, he asked his son, the previous Rebbe, who was then 25 years old to write down all that, anything he saw about the Siddur in detail, to understand what was unique about the Siddur. So the previous Rebbe wrote a long, detailed description of every page of the Siddur. Uh, the Siddur was written by the brother-in-law of the Baal Shemtev, Rabbi Geshen uh, Why he wrote it for the Baal Shemtev, it's not really known. Some I saw someone write that he wrote it because as a kapara for him previously opposing the ways of Baal Shem Tev. I'm not sure what the authenticity of that, but either way, the Siddur is uh, 496 pages, and the previous Rebbe writes, interesting how he describes the Siddur, he says its length and its width is exactly the same as a Tanya that was printed in the year of 1900. Its thickness, says the previous Rebbe, was as thick as the Siddur of the Arizal that was printed in the year uh, Tafkof Memchas 
in the city of Lvov. Like it, it was it was long and wide like the city like the, like the Tanya. It was thick like the Siddur of the Arizal. He doesn't use you know inches and millimeters to describe the Siddur of Al-Shem. It was this, the size was like the Tanya, the thickness was like the Siddur of the Arizal. Actually, in the Siddur, um, there, there's, there is not just um, a, uh, all the prayers, there's also all the Kavanas, all the inner meanings of the prayers from the Arizal. Um, the, um, there, there are a couple of fascinating things in the Siddur itself. First of all, um, in the Siddur, you, you could see uh, the writings of the students of the Baal Shem Tev. They apparently wrote their names there so that the Baal Shem Tev would have them in mind in prayer. Uh, by the bracha of Shema Keleinu, the Hashab said it, it looks like that this is the writing of the Mzitcha Magid, the success of the Baal Shem Tev. And there in Shema Keleinu, there is a li- there's a list of 10 of the students of Baal Shem Tev. Some of the students of Baal Shem Tev wrote their names down themselves. Rameil Chlvizhensk, Rabzur Shavanapolye, Rabtolus Yaakov Yasef. They're all, they, we see their writing in their, their names in the city of Baal Shem Tev, Nachman and Balaam, Nachman Chernobyl. These famous Sadiqim that we've only heard about, they're all there in the city of Baal Shem Tev. They put their names there, and the Baal Shem Tev wrote their names other people's names, Shem wrote other requests that he received to pray for certain things in the Siddur. The Rebbe Rashab asked the previous Rebbe, as mentioned, to look at the Siddur. The previous Rebbe looked through the Siddur. He wrote down all these notes. Um, and then he gave it back to Rebbe Rashab. Amazing. He writes, when he gave it back to Rebbe Rashab, he told Rebbe Rashab that he smelled in the Siddur a fragrance, a very strong fragrance, as if it was real, as if it was psamim, as if it was um, you know a a a a a, um, a, a, a spice, a, a herb, something that that, that gives off a, a pleasant odor. And the Rebbe Hashab at that time didn't his sense of smell wasn't wasn't so great, and he says he also smelled it, but he couldn't sense the strength of the smell because of his he didn't have a strong sense of smell at the time. But it was a wondrous thing that it has, that the city of Al-Shemtev has a strong fragrance. You know, like as if it's... Um, I don't want to say anything because just describing the city of Al-Shemtev, who would who, who say what it's like, what it's not like. The um, A couple of other th- interesting things in the Siddur. The Rebbe Hashab told the Friedrich Rebbe, told the previous Rebbe, to find out about the known tears. It was known that there are tears in the city of Al-Shemtev, he wanted to know where the tears were. So, among other places, there are tears and blood, tears and blood together, where the Baal Shem Tev said the words, because of our sins, we are exiled from our land, then the Baal Shem Tev apparently very cried very strongly, and that's where there's tears and blood on that on that page. Um, the reminiscent to Lushkin, uh, he also, among other people, was able to see the Siddur. They were able to see the Siddur because whenever Hashab got the Siddur, he allowed the students of the yeshiva to look at the Siddur, provided they went first to mikvah. Um, after World War One, the Siddur became hidden. And then, after the war, the previous Rebbe, uh, in the year Taf Tzalik Dalet, in the year, um, uh, I think it was 1924, 
924, the previous Rebbe, um, 1934, 934, the previous Rebbe um, announced that anyone who would want to could look at the Siddur in Warsaw, he was in Warsaw at the time, after the war, said anyone who wants to could look at the Siddur of the Baal Shem Tev. And the Yiddish newspapers, you could see their print, the, 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 the um, headlines of these Yiddish newspapers that uh, they write that great excitement, the previous Rebbe is allowing anyone who wants to see the city of the Baal Shem Tev. So as I mentioned before, the city was only loaned to the uh, Rebbe Rashab from this Rebitzel Klipsen. How did it arrive in the previous Rebbe's hands after the war? So there are he did a, a strong, a very deep analysis, of historical analysis on the city of Baal Shem Tev. What he, what he found were many letters describing a sale to Nebuchadnezzar and, and the previous Rebbe, and Adar Brashab, and apparently the Siddur was sold to the Rebbe Brashab or the previous Rebbe. The Rebbe Brashab actually announced he's willing to pay 2,000 golden ruble to get the city of Baal Shem Tev. I've got to mention that the Rebbe, when there was a um, court case about this, the, the, the books of the Rebbe's library, the Rebbe made a remark about the previous Rebbe and his possessions, and he said that describing the previous Rebbe being in 770, being in his shul, he said this is a place that he learned, this is a place that he davened, and he said this is a place where you looked at the Baal Shem Tev Siddur, like it sounds like you know, like uh, of th- three different things that he did for ten years. Like what? These are like the you know, like the most the, the most monumental things that he did. The Rebbe himself said about himself that he was always frightened to look at the city of the Baal Shem. That's what he said. Anyway, so um, the um, in in this Baal Shem Tov in his benching, in the after-blessing, for food, during the week, the Baal Shem Tev, there's an additional word there, that we don't have in, our, in, other, in other versions of the prayer, that don't have this word. We, we say in our prayers, have mercy on us, on Yushalayim, and bring Mashiach, and we, should, we shouldn't need the, the, the help of human beings, we shouldn't need the gifts of human beings, we shouldn't need the loans of human beings, instead we should only have things from your you, from your hand, which is full and open and holy and varachava. Chava means, and it's broad, it's expansive. In the Baal Shem Siddur, it says not just, not the holy hand of Hashem, it says HaGdusha, the overflowing hand of Hashem. And in many, many talks, the Rebbe spoke about uh, the these words in the Baal Shem Siddur, how Hashem doesn't just give blessings, but he gives blessing in a way, in a way of overflowing measure, in abundance. Not just holy and open, but overflowing blessing. Interesting to note, yeah, this is not for people of, of, of regular human beings to know that why this is the way it is, but Baal Shem Tev, in his handwriting, he has a difference between the, his after-blessings during the weekday and after-blessings on Shabbos. Both the after-blessings on the weekday and on Shabbos have this word overflowing, but instead of the word expansive or wide or broad, in the weekday it says broad, and on Shabbos it says harchava, spelled with, with a ches, 
Vav, instead of a ches vase, whatever, I don't know if they ever explained that or not, but um, um, it's it just a, a, a few other interesting details of the Siddur. The Siddur uh, has a black um, uh, uh, leather, it's, it's bound in black leather. The previous Shabbat said it was originally black, but then apparently after time it turned red partially. Um, some of it uh, was torn in different places, and the Hoshan allowed someone else to replace the parts that were torn. Um, and the Rebbe Rashab writes that the writing the Balshemtiv, his handwriting is very similar to the Mitzvah Rebbe's handwriting. He didn't explain the, the relationship between the Mitzvah Rebbe and the Balshemtiv, but just that their handwriting was exactly um, very, very similar. Um, the Rebbe himself, by the Rebbe's Fabrengan, sometimes you could see the Rebbe's like murmuring, he's saying words, you don't know what they're saying, and I have heard uh, that from those who, those who were closer, could, the Rebbe would often say the names of the Hasidim, while the Rebbe was saying L'chaim, 